Warm greetings to you. This is Golden Apples Devotional, Volume 2, Issue 5, 2021. It's May 17, a wonderful day that the Lord has made. And my name is Efosa Oahimejili. I am pleased to partner with God in founding Purity Inc. And Purity Inc. is a faith movement that is set to dispel sexual immorality and impurity and install God's standard and system of purity, his original design, in the life and hearts of all its recipients, all those who listen to Pink, follow Pink, you know, engage with our resources. All right, so the title for today's devotional is Royalty. And we're going to be looking at the link between royalty and virginity, right? <laughs> and it's going to be so beautiful. Well, let us go to Esther chapter 2, verse 2. And I'm going to be reading from the ERV version. You know, the word of God is our anchor. It's a foundation for life. It is a map. It's a tool, the primary tool that should help a believer navigate life and all of that and know the Father you know, for intimacy and to fulfill kingdom agenda. So Esther chapter 2, verse 2, our anchor scripture, it says that then the king's personal servants had a suggestion. They said, search for beautiful young virgins for the king, right? So you can imagine, you know, the king of that time wasn't a believer. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a Jew. So let's say he's an unbeliever. But even for an unbeliever, the standard, you know, for a wife is a beautiful young virgin, right? Because we know that he was, you know, looking to get married because Queen Vashti had been rude to him at an official royal banquet, right? And so he said, Vashti, you're no longer my wife and all. So there was a new search for a wife. And this is the standard of an unbeliever, a mortal man. A man that that is, um, you know, imbibed with the sin nature, imbibed with the flesh. I know the flesh is insufficient. The flesh represents sin and death. But his standard for a wife is a beautiful young virgin. And you would agree with me that virginity is one of the most shamed things in our culture today. In pop culture, pop culture is also popular culture. You know, virginity is something that is trashed. It's not seen as a virtue or a value, right? In fact, if you're a virgin, then you are disadvantaged because you are not experienced and you don't know what's up. You don't know what's happening, right? In fact, if you've not had sex with some partners, well, you've not been able to draw commitment from them or draw intimacy or draw loyalty from them and you're not having as much fun as others are having. These are just a few of one of the most misconstrued things about virginity. The truth is this, virginity is a mark of royalty. And the first example of royalty, the most genuine example of royalty is God. God is king. And the Bible says that he's king of kings. That means he's king over other kings. Well, that means that you fall under the other kings. So God is king of you. And you are royalty too. And that is clear in First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Royal priesthood, a holy nation, right? 
people called forth to declare the praises of him who has brought you from darkness into his marvelous light. So God sees you as royalty. And I want, to, I want us to fix this identity issue immediately because most times when people commit sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, masturbation, pornography, homosexuality, and all those, all those things, obviously those things are children of lust, the spirit of lust itself. And lust is the, um, is the worship of pleasure. Is the worship of pleasure, right? Inordinate desire to pursue, you know, the gratification of the flesh, which is contrary to God's will. And so when you see all these kind of things, the children of lust, masturbation, pornography, and the others, it is majorly pointing to an identity issue. That's one of the diagnoses. So when I come across someone that says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually struggling with masturbation and pornography, I first of all know that this is an identity issue. You don't truly see yourself the way the Father sees you. And also, virginity is covered for, is accounted for in this bracket. Because if you're playing your virginity, if you're, if you're defiled or whatever, before, you know, a duly constituted marriage, a covenanted marriage before God and his people, if, if you've lost your virginity before that, it's really an identity issue. You don't know who you are. Because if you know who you are, you value yourself. You are royalty. And that's how God sees you. You must align yourself with God's view of you. You must get to see yourself the way God sees you. God sees you as a king. That's why he's called king of kings. He sees you as a royal priesthood. Royalty are not cheap. Their body is not cheap. Your body is for the Lord. Your body is for the Lord. And that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. From verse 12 down to uh, verse nine twenty rather from verse 12 down to 20 first corinthians 6 we see paul just doing a thorough exposition of who you are right and it's a lot but then i would like you to go and read it first corinthians chapter 6 12 to 20 but he says something he says he says something profound he says in 19 do you not know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from God. He now says, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So he's not just saying honor God with your body without giving you a reason to. He's saying that you do not own your body. You are a steward. And in one of the parables that Jesus gave, he said that, you know, um, a master gave his servants talents. Some of them, one of them buried the talents. Others invested, right? And the ones that invested their talents, he said, well, you are a faithful servant. Oh, good and faithful servant. And they were rewarded. They were rewarded with more talents. Some were rewarded with more territories, right? Do you want God to call you a faithful servant because of the way you have been a faithful steward of your body? And in case, just in case your virginity has been taken from you and all of that, well, our God has something beautiful for you. He has what is called restoration. Our God restores to the uttermost in the way that you won't even remember where you're coming from not necessarily that you will not remember but you will look so different from from the person who's coming from darkness because you'll be transformed to the light of god's glory because you will see jesus and so i'm saying that if you have lost your virginity previously if you have dabbled in sexual immorality god is able to redeem you but you have to be hungry for god's purity standards you have to be hungry for his light you have to be hungry for the kind of heart that God wants you to possess, the kind of mindset, all right? And so God will restore you if you cry out to him. If you say, Father, I'm ready to walk with you. 
I'm ready to live pure for you. I now know that my body is not mine, that it is yours. I will honor you with my body. What I can't do is in the flesh. I want the help of the spirit of God. And then you see God begin to assist you because God really loves us and he looks at the heart. Once he sees a clear intention, a burning desire to follow him, he assists you with the spirit. He begins to quicken you. He begins to strengthen you. He begins to give you resources. He begins to link you to people who also run by this standard, who want to abide by this standard. And you know, in, in community, there's strength. So, I don't want you to think that virginity is out of fashion. You see, in Jeremiah, God was saying, stand at the crossroads. Ask for the ancient part. Ask for the good part and walk in it. You will find rest for your souls. My friends, all those are the sound of my voice. I want to tell you today that honoring your body and seeing it as precious, seeing it as God's temple in which the Holy Spirit dwells. Doing that is is honoring the old ways, is walking in the good path. It will bring rest for your soul. Once God has given an instruction, he gives provision for it. And trust me, there are blessings, multiple blessings that affect generations if you abide by the covenant. And guess what? Once God sees the desire, your desire from your end to want to abide by the covenant, he strengthens you. He strengthens you. He helps, he helps you do your part. And I just want to end with this. Part of the finished works of Christ, if not the most profound, is the account of righteousness. God has credited to your account righteousness the minute you believed in the Lord Jesus. The minute you believed that God raised him from the dead and the minute you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you became saved. And so what happens is that you're righteous. It's, like, it's, a, it's an automatic thing. It's like an automatic alert. You just said, ding in your account, right? And you see righteousness as your credit, as your new credit balance. So God already sees you as pure. He already sees you as righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He already sees you as royal. And virginity is one of the benefits that accrue to that. You have to keep it. That is a, a, kingdom, that's a kingdom lifestyle of royalty. The kingdom, of life, the kingdom lifestyle of royalty is to preserve your virginity. Not just your virginity, it's just a tiny fraction. Your whole body, your heart, your organs, everything, they are instruments of righteousness unto God. I want you to, I want you to see your body as the temple of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in it. I don't want you to drive the Holy Spirit away by sexual vices and other things you do with your body that don't honor the Lord. So I'll leave you what Jeremiah says. Actually, what God told Jeremiah that he left for us in his book, he says, stop at the crossroads, ask for the good path, ask for the ancient path, and walk in it, and you'll find rest for your souls. Thank you. It's been a wonderful time. I pray for everyone today that at the sound of my voice that you would, God will give you the grace and you know the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that you can know him better, so that you can rise to his high thoughts of stewarding your body according to his will. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day. Stay blessed.